0: The old school, I think. I wouldn't be with today if the old school did pay me like
1: the old school, I think. I wouldn't be with today if the old school did pay me like the old school, I think. I wouldn't be with today if the old school did pay me like the old school, I think. I
0: wouldn't be with today if the old school did pay me like the old school, I think. I wouldn't be. Hello and welcome. To the old school with JP Monday. I am JP, and man, we have got a great show for you today. I'm so excited to be interviewing this cat, and talking to this cat once again. He's one of the first guys I interviewed when I first started in this business, and it was because he had the quickest. Jump shot in all of Forsyth County. It's still the quickest release I've ever seen of any jump shooter anywhere. But now he has taken himself um, and his skills to a brand new level. Please welcome in to the old school, Mr. Drew Cohn. How are you, sir? Yes, sir. Um, listen, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Very blessed. Very blessed. Now if if the name cone sounds familiar to some folks it's cuz he's in the first family of sports um in the triad i mean there's some people who would might who might say it, it could be the langley family it could be the hooker family but man I, the, the cones have more people in them
1: so <laughs> yes, let me sir. see if i yes, let sir. me see
0: if i let me see if i got them all all right so you got um you got yourself Yes, sir. And you got you got Madison. Yes. Sir. All right. Madison um, played basketball. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but Madison Madison played at University of Wisconsin football. He, um, I just got to see him play. He's doing using his covid year uh, um, at Appalachian. Thank goodness. Um, yes, so I got to see him the other week. Jalen uh, was at Virginia Tech playing basketball for a couple of yes, seasons. He, is, he has moved to northern Arizona okay. uh, where he can use his jump shot that I'm sure uh, he got taught uh, by you. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, little sis, who can basically do anything, uh, whether it's w- winning a pageant or, or playing sports, she is, she's at Queens University uh, yes, starting her first year of hoops. Did I get everybody? Yes, sir. You did. Okay, you did. So, and, that's uh, all
1: four.
0: Okay, and and then of course uh, Harold and Alicia, uh, yeah, Alicia the the most important person in that family, and then you know you got Coach Coach Harold Cone.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> she is. is. Yeah, so,
0: she so, is. So let me let me ask you this, Drew. Um, we're going to talk about Cone work in a little bit, but in your opinion. Who is the best basketball player in the family? Best basketball player. Best Ooh. pure basketball. Best pure pound basketball
1: for pound. Player. Pound for pound. Um, if I could be honest with you, it probably has to be JJ. It probably has to be JJ. Um, but I can tell you one thing though. If Madison would not if if Madison would not have played football, and if he would have just focused on basketball, it probably would have been Madison. Really? The, that's just my opinion, yeah. I mean, sometimes, um, I mean, sometimes Madison comes into my workout still, and without touch, even touching the basketball, he shoots two or three times, and he just dominates my whole entire workouts and cone work with my pro guys in it. So,
0: oh my goodness, I, I I have teased him for years about how I could shoot better than he does, but no, I, I mean I covered him too, and um, so. Where did you learn when I, when I first started covering your games? Um, the first thing I noticed about you was not just your accuracy, but how quickly you could get a shot off who taught you that? Or how did you, how did you come about that quick release of yours?
1: So it's crazy because I, I I tell this story all the time to my clients, but, um, actually my dad taught me and, um, really, um, I had to switch. I kind of had to switch my shot from my 8th grade to ninth grade year because how I shot in 8th grade, even though I was still making my shots and stuff in 8th grade, my shot would not translate to me playing varsity at East my freshman year. So, okay. I mean, we, we went through intense. Um, Really, basically, is I was starting the ball too low. And from my height, you know, I mean, you know, the public school, you know, back then when, you know, I mean, you had, shoot, it was every game it was, you know, we used playing against a star, you know, uh, every right. team was pretty good, you know. So and the length of going from middle school to varsity was insane. So my dad was like, hey, you know, for you to play varsity, you know, we have to bring up your shot a little bit. You know, and we have to get your release quicker. So, I mean, me and my dad, we went through intense. It was probably about three. It's probably like three weeks to a month, like intense form shooting. And um, yeah, so we just did a lot of form shooting. Just just it's just repetition over and over and over. And then, bam, you know, I just – I changed my shot literally in one summer. But it took, you know, just a a lot of hard work and discipline. So,
0: You played for Coach Mike Muse, who's now um, the Director of Alumni Relations for Wake Forest Basketball. But um, he was your head coach. What did he he say once he saw the transformation that you had made in yourself?
1: Oh, man, Coach Muse was – I mean, you know, because – so I played for Coach Short my freshman year. Then right, I right. For Muse, my tenth through twelfth grade year, and I mean, Muse just came in there and really, he he just believed in my whole entire game from day one, and you know, he believed, you know, that I can lead, you know, that I can step up, um, man, because we had um, my my tenth grade year was pretty good, um, junior year that that's when we went twenty-one and five, and then we mm-hmm. um we upset, I think it was Reagan first round my senior year, so you know, I mean, Coach Muse just really uh, he, he just put that belief, you know, um. You know, I mean, just, just, just that belief. You know, just being an undersized guard. You know that that I can play. You know, in college and you know, in this game will take me far places.
0: And you did um, play in college. Take us through your college journey because you graduated, I think, in twenty fifteen, right? Yes, yeah, sir. No, and yeah, that,
1: yeah, yeah. I got twenty fifteen from east exactly.
0: and then and then so your first stop was gtcc so, and take me from there
1: so actually my first stop was Hills community college
0: I oh my gosh i forgot yeah. about that
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what most people like so i went to Hills for a year um i hurt my knee had have surgery so um so then after that year i decided to move back home and um that's when i attended g tech for two years played under coach chandler and then um i went to pfeiffer university after that And then, um, after Pfeiffer, that's when I went to, um, Ecclesia in Arkansas.
0: Okay. How, so no, two questions here. What prompted your move from Pfeiffer? And number two, how did you find Ecclesia?
1: Okay. So it's basically because I was actually supposed to go to Ecclesia after Guilford Tech. So Ecclesia was, uh, one of my school's top on the radar and then the head coach got fired. Or he left. I it, yeah, I think I fired. So after that, I didn't want to step into Ecclesia being so far away from home. And, you know, so Pfeiffer was really recruiting me at the time. I was like, hey, you know, Coach Pete, uh, Coach Mo, Coach Dirk. I was like, you know what? I'll come to Pfeiffer for a year. Um, Pfeiffer taught me a lot of life lessons, um, you know, and, and and looking back at it, you know, um, I, I like Pfeiffer was a very key component into who I am today. Um, and if I can be honest with you, coach Pete, coach Durkee, coach Mo, they held me accountable for everything that I did, you know what I mean? Like on the court, off the court, you know, just accountability was crazy, you know, and it really taught me, you know, just being a small guard, you know, how hard it really is to play college basketball. And, you know, I mean, the season went up and down, up and down for me as a player, you know, and my thing was, um, you know, just, just looking back at it, um, I didn't produce, how I was supposed to when I was at Pfeiffer, you know, and it was a learning experience because I turned around, you know, I was trying to see like, man, you know, how come coach not playing me is that third. And, you know, it just made me grow up even more. And, um, the mood to Ecclesia was, first of all, it was God because the coach really, um, at the time he really wasn't taking in, you know, senior transfers like that. But, um, I just think that, you know, it was just my time to get away from North Carolina, you know, and just to find out who I really am in Christ who i am off the court you know just even more so mm-hmm. you know just a new j- just a new change of scenery and um you know and, and and i believe that guy opened up the door for that reason and i walked through it and that's and that has been one of the best decisions that i've ever made in my life was going to arkansas. and you and you played a lot while you were in our arkansas too oh yes sir yes sir yes sir
0: what, what did, Describe the the area of Arkansas that you were in, because I did not know that the school even existed until you started playing there, and then I started following it.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the area, um, it was actually close to Fayetteville, Arkansas, where the University okay. of Arkansas was at. Yep. So we was close to Fayetteville. Um, we, we our our campus was in the country, so it was it, it was in the country. It it was it was a nice balance because we was like. On the outskirts of Fayetteville, so okay. we was on the outskirts of Fairville, So it took us about fifteen to twenty minutes to get to Fayetteville. So and um, it, it's actually in a city called Springdale, Arkansas. Okay. N- yep.
0: Did you get to go to any games while you were there? Did you go to any of the Arkansas games? The UA men's basketball? Oh,
1: yes, sir. Um, actually, one of my friends, uh, Jalen Harris, who's from Wilson, North Carolina. And uh, mm-hmm. he played at he played at um, the Greenfield School. He um he he transferred into Arkansas. Matter of fact, so I got to um you know so me and him linked up and then bam. So I mean I went to about five six of the games. So
0: that's a, that is outstanding. So you you get you get your degree right? Yes, sir. You're you're, you're done with college. You're done with college basketball playing and. You get a job, or you you think you're going to start a job as a college basketball
1: coach? Yes, sir. As that tell tell us what happened? Yes, sir. So, um, actually, um, I, I was supposed to play um, first, and um, and I came back, and you know, of course, you know, the coaching options was there. So um, I was going to be GAs or assistant, you know, at different uh, schools across the country. You know, um, I, had, I, I had a lot of offers out there. And then, uh, you know, just playing was my main thing because I was like, you know, I'm just fresh off this great season. Um, agencies, teams was reaching out for me, this, this that, and the third. So um, then I came back home and um, my knee was bothering me. So I went to the doctor and um, uh, my doctor uh, just told me, straight. he he was like, you know, for you to get back to 100% where you need to be to go across seas, you know, we might have well to do a procedure here and there. Because your knee is, you know, I mean, it, it was hurting, but it wasn't hurting like that. But he was just like, you know, you to, to be able to perform across season, keep moving up, you have to be healthy. So after that, right. I really sat down and I just weighed my options and um uh, um really, you know, I was just like, Man, let me just try to see how this training thing is going. And that's when my my dad was actually like, like training and coaching. So um, uh, so I hit up my good friends, uh well, first my my good friend, my te And then, um, I worked him out a couple of times and he brought over, uh, Reggie Dillard. Um, they, they're both, uh, played across seas and they're both in Greensboro, big names in Greensboro. So, um, yep. 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 So after that, it was like, man, I put out a video or two or it was really them two, uh, their word of mouth. So then man, like they started telling their friends, then homework is born from there. So then I think it just took off in the middle of a pandemic.
0: (laughs) All right, that's a good stopping point. We're going to pause a, a second to uh, to pay some bills, but when we come back, I want to ask Drew about you know the you know the, the amount of trainers that are out there popping up out there, and and kind of what to look for if you're looking for a basketball trainer. When we come back on the old school with JP Monday. welcome back to the old school our guest today is drew cone uh chairman ceo proprietor of cone work which is grown so fast so big in 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 just i guess a pandemic's time you started with a couple of clients like you were telling us before the break and and now you've got multiple clients who have, are either on NBA rosters, WNBA rosters. Um, I even saw that Le- LeSean Monk, um, who is now over uh, at Ole Miss, has has worked with you. Mm-hmm. It, tell me how – I mean, do, you didn't advertise all that much. Did just people call people and they were just hitting you up?
1: Yeah, so what happened was um, we really couldn't post anything for I Light. You know, so like and we found that out because, you know, just being in the middle of pandemic, you know, we was the one of the only gyms open because you know, uh-huh. a lot of stuff shut down. So after I posted like a video of like Monte and Rage, I actually had to take it down. So after that, like um, I kinda had to go deeper thinking. I was like, hey, people know, you know, I mean like people they pay attention to social media. So after I would work out a list of kids, at the end of the day, I would post it. I put, I put like great work today. And then I just tag everybody in my story. So then, ah, when they re- so then when they repost their story, now everybody's seeing Drew Cone everywhere. Like, great work today. Everybody's like, hold on. come out. Drew is training now. So then that's when, like, people started inboxing. You know, and that, that's when, you know, especially, you know, when you get big names. And kids nowadays, they have crazy followers. So now, you know, if, if you get a kid, you know, who you train and he got 10,000 followers now, boom. You know now that reached out to at least half of them. So
0: now, I, I've I've got to know how much, and I you know I, I kid with your dad all the time. So, but I don't want to to give him too much credit. But did it help that your dad already had a name in the training world? Of course,
1: of course, of course. Yes,
0: sir. Okay. So yes, how sir. much? So when, like, you are a student of basketball for sure. So how much of your dad's like methodology when it comes to training, have you, are you using, or have you just like developed your own style based on that, you know, his, his, I guess, base knowledge?
1: Yeah. So I've, I've definitely developed my own style, you know, I mean, of course, you know, I, I take some from him, but really the most important thing that I take from my dad is that um if I be honest with you, is the hard work is the hard work and the discipline. I mean, you know, when, when me, Mass, and Just growing up, um, nothing was easy for us. And that's one thing, you know, just as being a small guard, and he knew that we was gonna be small guards because of his height and my mom's height. So I mean, he just right. instilled hard work and discipline, you know, for in us from a young age, and he made us work extra hard for everything. I mean, we going to the wild. We going to the, you know, we going to outside course so and we're playing against guys not our age. We're playing against grown men, like you know, yep. like the top of the top guys in middle school, top of the top guys in high school, wherever, wherever the top people were. My dad took us there. We, I mean, we traveled to Charlotte, even though when we thought that we was this 93rd in the area, when well, my dad said, "Okay, cool. Well, let's go up to Charlotte for workouts," and and if i can be honest with you, it, t- I mean, we got our heads beating a little bit. You know, but it, it's it's all right because where, you know, where me and my siblings, where we have ended up at, is crazy. Because I mean, if, if we all stood side by side, you'd be like, "How in the world did these four play college sports?" Because of you, you know, just you, you know, just the you, you know, just the you know, uh, the stigma, the persona about being tall, this, that, and the third. So you know, because yeah. we're very undersized for our positions.
0: I I went with a friend of mine, like uh, I mentioned earlier, I went to go see Madison play and um, they had Madison out on like nickel packages. And this is against the number 14 at the time team in the country, Coastal Carolina. And by the end of the night, the guy that that Madison was on was tired of Madison. And he was. He was thirty. I think he had twenty pounds on Madison, and he. I think I think he had six, maybe six inches on Madison, and he wanted no part of him because Madison's mm-hmm. a pest. Madison's a pest anyway. Um, kind of like you were defensively, but Madison. I mean, you guys, and and this is JJ too, and even your sister are so based in the fundamentals of the sport. And are so grounded to how you're supposed to do, you know, whatever the, the, the proper technique is, is that you drive your people crazy, and it, yep. uh, that's and that's across the board. And so I guess in a long in, in one sense, it was good for you guys to go play against people that were older, taller, bigger, more experienced, and get your head kicked in a little bit.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, so, so let me tell you this. I. I I I like and I will admit to following a, a couple of accounts. I love like when people social media pers- personalities like Cuffs the Legend starts posting videos from whack trainers. Mm-hmm. You know, you know people who've got ropes, you know, up and you got to duck under here, grab a quarter and then um you know, take some Cheetos and then go to the rim or something like that. How does how does a normal guy like me a parent say riley ends up being a, a pretty good prospect and i need a trainer for him how do i pick how would i pick between how would i know when somebody's legit and when somebody's not
1: yeah i mean um i can go by you know uh my thing is you know who's trained with them in the past you know who's got them to a certain level um you know just so so just look at their past their past clientele um, also you know just uh if you can if you know any kids in that area you know just talk to the parents you know who's already training with them you know j- and just to get the feedback you know of that trainer um uh, no go ahead
0: no no i was uh, i'm just listening here okay, so you're okay. saying so you're saying look into the the trainer's background first
1: yes sir yes sir yep yep look, look into the trainer's background and and my thing is you know um you know, basketball is not. How can I say this? Basketball is is not really a hard sport. You know, um, you're going through hoops. You doing this on the third. Um, it's really not necessary. So, like doing my trainings and this is how I train. You know, um, I um so I, I I hardly use cones because in a game you have to dribble with your head up, and you know, and and I do so. If you ever come to my trainings, I do thirty minutes skill. Then we do 30 minutes live action. Because if we if I drill you for hours straight, and if you have not gotten any live action, then that really because in the game and tryouts, you know, in practices, it's gonna be live action, you know, and you gonna have to perform what we're working on against somebody because it's not it's not gonna be air playing defense against you. So that is that is just my philosophy, and um, yeah, so uh really my thing is. If they're not doing too much, some trainers they are doing way too much, you know, especially with kids, and you know, I mean, it's is it's just not going to translate to the game. So,
0: okay, so no, when somebody signs up for sessions with you, they are going to have to to actually go against a defender or somebody else across the across from them instead of doing it against
1: a folding chair or a cone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we'll work on the moves and then we'll, you know, just do a cut into a live action or we might go three on three. So, you know, what that is, you know, I preach help defense, you know, um, if you're two passes away, then you, then, you know, you, you be extra help, you know, offense moving, cutting without the ball, you know, so then, you know, it, it, as in team, aspect expect with it too. And then, uh, yeah, but when we do go our one-on-one lives, then, you know, then I expect for you to use what I've taught you. In the drill, and you know, so
0: and and ladies and gentlemen, you play defense, um, in the cone world, you better learn how to play defense. Um, but this, this is a, there in one person, they're in one cone kid that couldn't play defense. Is that something that Harold made you guys uh, pay attention to?
1: Yes, he did, he did, he did. Uh, you know, and and my thing is, it's crazy that you said that because. I need to go back and tell my dad that I did play defense. Actually, coach Coach Short even, I saw him at a tournament and his um and his son was playing and and, and me and Coach Short was talking and um he was talking to one of my clients, I believe, and yeah, he was telling him how I was one of the best on ball defenders, you know, at the end of the season, my freshman year. And I was like, Man, I did play defense, but you know, it's crazy because, you know, with you being a small guard and stuff, a lot of people would give you um you you know, just trouble up on that defensive end because, I mean, because you do have to work harder than most, you know, because you have to fight around screens and you got to, you know, be be able to play full court defense, you know, just being a point guard. So, yeah, so I'm going to definitely have to tell my dad, you know, that that you have said that about myself. So, because sometimes (laughs) he's nagging on me about it.
0: (laughs) It it, it is amazing. Is, Is Coach Cone still the worst critic? Of of, uh, of of all y'all or is it yourselves now?
1: I mean, it's ourselves, but I mean, but 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 my dad will get up in there and jump in there and he'll just tell it just like it is. I mean, you know, he'd be like, listen, you, you need to be more aggressive. You need to take more chances. You need to shoot this shot. You, you know, I mean, just little things that he sees. And honestly, you know, that, that has helped me a lot of my career because, um, you know, especially, you know, when you're having, you know, uh, success. And then you know, just having your dad there to be like, hold on, you know, don't get too comfortable. You got A, B, C, and D, you know, and and I always it's crazy because I've always keep his voice in the back of my head, you know, especially my last year at um at um in Arkansas. So you know, whenever I'm working out or doing this down the third, it actually pushed me even more because I'm like, listen, my dad would not be going, you know, like you better get your oh, yeah. your butt in the gym, you know, even though you just scored twenty plus points last night you 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 better wake up the next morning get up some form shots you know put in some work because i mean i mean because just like he always used to tell us there's somebody else working if you're just at home just chilling taking a couple of days off best believe that there's somebody in in the country that's working and they're coming for your spot so <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, you know, we're laughing at, at, at Harold because Harold, we, we, Harold was constantly, constantly make you work and constantly on you. But there is no bigger advocate for kids in the triad than Harold Cohn. Um, I remember back in the day when you and Madison were playing, it didn't matter what sport was on. I would get texts in the middle of the night asking me who I was voting for for all area. Or something like that, something for the paper. I was writing for the news and, and, and record. Or he w- he wouldn't be happy with like the rankings that the coaches mm-hmm. had put in, and he'd be mad. And I'd be like Harold, I'm like Drew. I mean, I mean Drew and Madison are going to be all area. You knew that when the season started, and uh, you know, and and then we'd have to tell him Harold, we don't vote. The, the coaches are voting these rankings. I don't, I don't have East Forsyth second. It's not me. Okay. <laughs> you know, it it, 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 it was all, it was all the time, but it's so funny because he just wanted, he wanted success. He wants every kid to, he encounters, whether he's working with them or whether he's teammates with you, and, and and you know whether it was a teammate of Joy's, teammate of JJ's, teammate of yours, or Madison's, or whatever, he wants everybody to have success. Mm-hmm. And so and and, and that's genuine. And um and I'm glad I got to catch up with him, um at the Appalachian game. Although yes, um although when I came up to him, and, um he wasn't paying attention, and I said Harold Cohn, I could hear you halfway across the field, and um you know. <laughs> he was talking to somebody else. So (laughs) (laughs) let's, let's take a break. I want, I I got some questions to ask you um, about back in the day and um, translating it to now Um, we're catch up. We're still catching up with Drew Cone from Cone work here on the old school with JP Monday. Welcome back to the old school. You know, our guest today is is, is Drew Cohn. Drew Cone's one of the very first people I interviewed uh, when I first started writing for the uh, local papers around here. And we used to, do you remember, we used to have to a- ask you random questions when we profiled you at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, like, sir. who's your favorite, you know, who's your favorite teacher? Who's your favorite, you know, what's your favorite color or whatever it is? Now you're a family. You're a family man.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, you're a family
0: man. So tell me about your family.
1: Yes, so man, listen, my beautiful wife Haley. Um, met her at Shine Light in the gym. Um, and I have four boys. So uh, my oldest is a freshman. Yeah, he attends High Point Christian, and my youngest is uh, Maverick is five months. Five months. So. Wow,
0: man. Life, life changes. <laughs> life <laughs> life changes in a
1: heartbeat. Whoo,
0: boy. It's, you got four boys at the house, but you know, let's talk about, um, the matriarch of the Cone family. None of this success happens without her, right?
1: Oh no. My mama kept everything intact. She kept everything grounded for sure. Yeah. For sure, because yeah, because
0: let's let's be very honest. Harold Cohn is not the head of the Cone family.
1: Oh, no, he's not. It's Alicia Cone. Alicia Cone runs everything. <laughs> Mama runs everything, even to this day. Mama runs everything. If you need something, you you hit up Mama.
0: <laughs> I would, uh, yeah. I, I mean, when, like I said, when I saw you, the one thing was when I was at App, I was I looked around and I said, "Where's Alicia Cone?" And he said, "Well, she didn't come tonight." And I was like, "How in the world?" Did Harold get permission to come out? <laughs> but I know with all the with all these grandbabies running around, I'm sure she exactly. was busy. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. She, uh huh. Yes. So uh, tell me what it is like uh, uh, being a dad myself. You know, your tastes change over time. So uh, like what kind of music are you listening to now? What are, I mean, when you're just kicking it, I know you're busy all the time now and uh, uh, you got the kids. But what do you listen to?
1: Okay, well, I listen to, to um, Lecrae, so a lot of Christian artists, uh, Maverick right. City, Revelation, Um I really listen, and it's crazy because it happened at the first Appalachian State game. I okay. listen to a lot of country now, country music, like Luke Combs, and it's crazy because my brother JJ is like so into country music. Even when he was little, he was just old school country, and I was like, man, that music is not really that good. Man, we went to the outstate ECU game and they was playing some country songs. I just like I was like I fell in love right there. I was like, man, so like I, I just keep flip-flopping, you know. I listen to country, you know, then the Christian stone country, you know. So it goes back what? and forth. Where did Jalen get that from? I'm not even sure. I guess growing up, uh he went to Walkertown, you know, and, and I don't, you know, I don't JJ was we call him kind of the different child. J.J. just a whole, like, jJ's J.J. So, mm. man, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So, J.J., I mean, I don't, I, honestly, I don't even know where he learned it. But, man, listen, that man, like, he, even um, they just had a game on Monday. And when he dressed up coming into the game, he was wearing his cowboy boots and, a, you know, country hat, country jacket. Yeah, he's still to this day. I mean, he is – yeah, he's,
0: you're right. He, J.J. is J.J. because like <laughs> like, you know, when he decided to transfer from Virginia Tech, then the second thing I saw was he was transferring to northern Arizona. And I just I was like, well, that's I mean, that's about par for the course. That's about right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yep.
0: about right. I mean, it, it, like with, with Madison, I knew that he would fall in love with the business school over at at Wisconsin. And that's what happened, you know. Although I was getting upset with him. I got to be honest with you, Drew. I got upset with him when he, he was looking at going to the University of Buffalo. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's, it's time to come home. I was like, your family has spent all this money trying to come up and see you in the middle of Wisconsin in the middle of winter. Uh-uh.
1: You come home and play.
0: You come home and play with Thomas. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yes. yes sir. And, and that and that. That brings me to this. Me and I know you remember Joe Serrera um, from yeah, the, the, from the mm-hmm. Greensboro News and Record. Yes, sir. We talk. We still talk to people about what we consider to be um, the golden age of Forsyth County, Guilford County um, athletics, which was about twenty about twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen, where we had people like we had. You playing basketball? We had, you know, we had uh, Madison playing basketball. Um, we had, you know, the the Larue boys playing basketball.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: you had the Langleys, and we're not. We're talking. We're starting with KJ. Then we're Cam. Yep. You know, you, you know, the twins were just the. You know, the, the twins are still the new guys. Then yep. you had K, K.J. Henry, mm-hmm. Trey mm-hmm. Turner, mm-hmm. Reggie, Thomas even. Thomas yep. e- even. You know, uh, there were kids. And then forget we, – we forget about the Dudley guys. We had Hendon. Then, we had mm-hmm. S- S- Sim, uh, Simeon Gatling over at – um. Over at Page, you had DeAndre Overton, who was a went to Clemson uh, playing football. Who also yes, who had the had the funniest looking jump shot I've ever seen, but it went in. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> tell me to, to try to explain to the listeners what it was like to play sports during that time. Oh my God, I forgot Spice. Jalen Spicer about, was running I'm point. There. So, so please. Tell, uh, try to tell the listeners uh, the truth about the golden age in Guilford and, and Forsyth County
1: athletics. Wow, you know that that age is something that I will never forget. And I actually I was talking to somebody this, you know, just about this the other day. I said, "Man, you know, just just like you said, the golden age is even. I mean, you can even take it a couple of years back. You know, before that, yep. like, like a twenty thirteen. You know, from my from my sophomore junior year on." It was just a crazy amount of talent. Like, every game was – I mean, I don't care which team you played against, especially public school. Every game you had to bring your A game. And just the talent was across the board was – I mean, even though, you know, I was playing against KJ or Cam or, you know, or Spice, you know, or Hendon, you know, because, I mean, because him and Madison was close. So, you know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's to my talent of the year. Man, it was just – man, just, just the talent just older and younger was, I mean, just for the public school scene, was amazing. And it was like, you know, even though you're playing against this guy who was across from you, I mean, and y'all were boys, I mean, you know, you just went at each other. And honestly, I think that that's what made those three years, like, just insane. It was like, each time you played against somebody, even though you knew them, y'all went at each other. And that made both of y'all better. You know what I mean? So, like, even, like, after Y... Even, you know, just playing around after a while, or you're or you're playing, you know, for your school team or A.U. when you played against all these guys year round, man, listen, y'all just went at each other's necks, you know, for the time being. And right. That made each other better. So then, you know, but just off the court, everybody was cool with each other. You know, everybody was boys. Everybody hung out. But once you step in between those lines, it was like we've never even saw each other before. And it was like we we're going at each other.
0: And we haven't even mentioned the private school guys. Exactly. Did did you go to? Did you go when Madison played in the Josh Level Classic his senior year, or the summer before his last year? Did you did, did you go to that game? I didn't. I don't think you I didn't, did. So it was about you were talking about how everybody hung out, and then but when it was time to compete, it was like it, it was rough. So I'm I, I gonna say this name. Harry, yes. Now you competed against you. Can comp- you've worked out with Harry? I know, and you've yeah. competed yeah, against Car- and you competed against Harry,
1: of course, I'll work when, out and things like that.
0: Yes, when in this particular game, it was um his uh is honoring um Josh uh, Josh Level um who left this world way too early, um and it was a great um charity game, and Harry. Was there and Quay Parker was there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Madison was there. Um, Spice wasn't a senior yet, so Spice didn't play. But Jalen Spicer was not You know what? The whole, I mean, gosh, was Reggie Dillard there? I think I there think was a Reggie, Dillard there. Yeah, it no, was Will.
1: His brother, it was
0: Will. It was Will, it, Will was there, and f- so during mo- warm-ups it didn't matter which team you were playing for everybody was everybody was kind of like buddy and buddies hanging out warming up, and then they gave each other they they gave everybody the different color jerseys and it was on mm-hmm. and i think and i think I think that was probably one of the it was probably the, the top three high school level basketball I've ever seen it was elite um uh-huh. It, it It was elite and it was just the talent from the area' schools yes, sir. And I, and I and I think that people people want to talk about you know like the John Wall classic and all the players who play in that and and the people who play in Charlotte, but there was a time where I don't think the triad had uh had much of a peer as far as pure athletes um whether you were talking about a uh, basketball or football, don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
1: I agree. I agree. I agree. And and really, you know, that game specifically, you know, all them guys, they were like a year or two younger than me. So man, you know, I I hate that, you know. I mean, if I was just a year or two younger, you know, I probably would have been in that game too. And um, you know, I mean it, it was just a blessing, you know, because I call them uh my brothers, you know. Um sure. it's it it is it's just a blessing seeing all the guys who you grew up with, all the guys who you've seen have so much success, you know, and where where they've been and where they are at now, you know, it's, it's just amazing to see. You And know, uh, big ups to Kevin Graves for definitely putting that together that year because, man, he's just the OG of, of it all. So, you know, I mean, he coached everybody. You know, um, I was actually texting him like two weeks ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's just a great guy. And, you know, he he's helped all these kids get to where they are now.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one, the, the other thing about it is like all you guys that I used to cover um, all have college degrees now. And that's yes, just, you, you know, that, that that that's what get lost in all of it. Everybody gets everybody's talking about who played where and who got offers and who got this. Um, everybody has success and everybody's got a degree. And that's what's most important. Yes, and with most that important, yes, sir in that in in that vein what is your vision long term for cone work
1: um honestly um you know my vision is one day you know uh hopefully have my own gym um right. you know ho- hopefully get into the nba um you know just be um an assistant coach with a team um and uh you know m- my thing is with cone work and god has blessed it so much I'm just really letting him lead me and um you know just him take homework to the next level because I didn't think that ConeWork would be like this off the jump. And you know, I, I can honestly I, I mean I, I can honestly say that it's all God. So I pray every day, I'm like God, whatever direction you take homework, I'm willing to go because I know that if 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 my plan is according to his his plan and his word, then work will be fine. You know, n- no matter where I go. So uh, I'm just really I mean, you know, I, I can have all the all the um, all the dreams and goals I want for myself. But, um, you know, I, I just want to ultimately go where God needs me to be and just to have that impact for his glory.
0: Now, tell the people where they can find you on on Twitter and Instagram if they want to hit you up, and also most importantly, see video testimonials from uh, from your clients. I saw one today from Cheyenne Woods from the Atlanta Dream. So, yes, what, sir, what are sir, your Parker, yes sir? What are your um what what are your uh, addresses there? What are your screen so, names?
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, both of the screen names is Cone C O N E underscore Work W O R K simple cone underscore work and you can find me on twitter and instagram
0: all uh, right is that the best way to hit you up too uh, if yes, you've sir. got inquiries okay yes, uh, all right drew um it is a pleasure talking to you and uh, once again i'm very proud of you um uh, Hi, i knew sir. that you were going to be a success um we just didn't know where it was going to be i used to say that you were going to be a minister right Remember that yes, sir. I used to said that
1: you, <laughs> I do, yes sir.
0: I, I, yeah, so I used to thought think that you were going to be a minister, and you you still are uh, faith based, but you've got it in doing what you do best, um, yes, l- l- leading young basketball players to to unlock their talents to the best of their abilities. And man, I, I wish you nothing but success in the future. And thank you so much for being on the old school. All right, man, I, I will talk to you later. We will talk to you later here next week on The Old School.